This is your favorite podcaster, Romina, and you just tuned in to RM Podcast FL. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to RM Podcast FL today, or for not tuning in yet, just because we just started this live stream. Like we've been doing recently, we've changed a little bit, trying to live stream, try to kind of answer other people's questions and interact since we're kind of stuck at home. Um, for some states, now it's mandatory. Florida just became one of those, so yay. But um, I'll go ahead and pass on the mic to Jen. Jen, go ahead and tell us about yourself. I don't know anybody else that knows more about you than you. Brag about yourself. Tell us how awesome you are. Uh, well, thanks, Romina. I want to, first of all, thank you for the opportunity to talk about myself. <laughs> I do a lot of uh, podcasting where uh, it's my goal to have other people talk about themselves and ask the right questions for them to share their stories. So uh, this is really cool that it's like a free-flowing <clears throat> type of conversation where I could say whatever I want. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, my name is Jen Amos, and uh, I've, I've, uh, I'm a baby podcaster. I started podcasting just last summer of 2019, and um, I initially started it uh, out of loneliness and, and depression. Like, I, um, I was at a place where um, I had moved more, many many, more times than I can count. Mm -hmm. And I came to this realization that I needed to... Uh, build some kind of online community. I just had to figure it out. And luckily, I uh, ran across an easy way to start podcasting. And uh, initially, when I started out, I had like five different podcast shows. And uh, and then today, I was able to narrow it down to two, but I am actually producing three more. <laughs> but the reason why- It's I kind of addicting too, Val. Oh, absolutely. I think once you figure it out, and more importantly, once you figure out that- you have a story mm -hmm. and, uh, and it can resonate with people and it can impact people and that sharing your story is not, it's not selfish. It's actually selfless because you don't know who will, who, who you will help. Um, you start to take it as a form of responsibility to show up as you are. Um, so that there's that podcasting really started off as a hobby. I like to say my daytime job, uh, I work with my husband. And uh, we, fo we have a virtual financial firm where we focus on uh, military families specifically. So that's where I'm at. Daytime job, financial services, nighttime, podcasting. <laughs> so tell us a little bit because uh, my podcast is mainly, for example, focused on interviews or having like a conversation, not a scripted one, of course. I don't believe mm -hmm. in scripted ones, uh, but just having a conversation and just kind of diving into a topic. But storytelling is completely completely it's a whole different genre so mm -hmm. first off let's go back to the basics like why does it work and does it work yeah no absolutely uh it works for a lot of reasons first of all it's tried and true it's been around for as long as human history you know since cavemen can take sticks and write in the mud you know and hieroglyphics and all that it's been around forever it's as long as probably the bible if not i mean way longer than the bible yeah. actually <laughs> and other forms of books uh, the second thing is that it's the best form of education i don't know about you but um it was funny because at podfest where we met um i was asking uh, my audience when i was speaking there i said when was the last time you told yourself man like i'm never gonna do that again uh, like lesson learned. I'm never going to do that again. And I bet I you have a couple of things I can think of. Exactly. And I bet you if I can, if I bet, I bet if I ask you, 
like, why? Like, what led you to that realization? Uh You're going to have a story for me. And that's really what storytelling is, is that it always encompasses some kind of lesson. And if you're really good at it, uh, it's a universal lesson that everyone can resonate. Like you think about um, you think about the things that really captivate us and really um, make us forget like how much time we've wasted, like like binge watching or Disney movies, you know, like though like storytelling just captivates you um, because it speaks to you in a way where um, sometimes it gives you the words you didn't know that you needed. You know, sometimes it gives you the lessons you didn't know that you needed. Or sometimes it just gives you a good cry or like a good laugh. But that's, you know, that's the power of, of storytelling. I have a couple more reasons for you. I have a lot of reasons. Okay. Um, I think in today's times also, uh, representation really matters. And there's no easier way to do storytelling than today, especially now that we are in this pandemic <laughs> with the coronavirus or COVID-19 at the time of this recording. And uh, people are forced to, a lot of us, like including here in Virginia Beach, uh, we, we just got the executive order officially last Monday um, to stay home. Unless okay. you're going to, yeah, unless you're going to exercise, unless you're going to go grocery shopping. And people, people have to realize that like, we are all part of a, a greater story right now. And I think it's important to document it. You know, even for kids that can't go to school right now, teach your kids how to journal what's going on right now. And I promise you that um, it may not, it may seem insignificant right now, but your story and the things that you document today is going to resonate um, for generations to come. I promise you that. Um, I have more reasons, but stop me anytime. <laughs> I have one more reason, if you don't mind me sharing. No, go for it, and then I have a question. Okay, cool. So I think the last thing and the most important thing is that uh, storytelling, storytelling in itself, the only way you can tell a story is if you have someone to tell it to. So storytelling builds bridges. It, it builds connection. You know, it gets people to um, maybe look at you on the surface. Like, you know, they always say, don't judge a book by its cover. But once you start hearing the story, you're like, oh, I can resonate more with this book than I realize. Just like with storytelling, I can resonate with this person more than I realize. And so that's also the power of story, storytelling is building bridges and community with, pe- with people, even if it's just one other person. So you mentioned that right now, like parents need to pretty much like motivate their kids to write on their journals and everything. But how do parents themselves start telling stories? Because that's one thing that they're struggling with is because kids are at home and they have to work and they had no energy and they're going bananas. So I feel like they should, they should appreciate teachers even more nowadays because of, you know, this is what's happening. But how can parents themselves improve themselves a little bit to start telling stories? Yeah, well, you know, I'm not a parent, so I mean, I'm a fur mama. I have a dog. He's literally like right here. Uh, no stories to, to tell to them. <laughs> yeah, but if you're if you're a parent, um, I think I think if anyone, if if you're feeling stuck and you um, don't know what value you have to give or or um, you don't know like how to connect with people, mm-hmm. I think storytelling is a great way a great way to get started because if you know how to tell a good story you'll know how to tell your kids what to do. Like, let's say you tell a kid, hey, you can't go outside. The kid's like, but I wanna go outside. Why can't I go outside? And if you tell us, but it, like, if you, do, if you just say, just don't go outside because I say so, like, what do you think they're gonna do? Mm-mm. They're probably gonna rebel, right? But if you say, the reason why you can't go outside is because there's this, you know, unseen disease, you know, this unseen virus that's going out right now that sits on services for three to four days And even once you get in contact with someone, you have to be alone. You have to isolate yourself for 14 days 
before you can interact with anyone again or, or say that you're safe. And all of that happens. That would scare the out. hell out of yeah. the kids. <laughs> all of that would happen if you step out of the house. So you could go out, but I hope, I hope my, my young, beautiful, lovely child, you understand that if you come back, we're going to have to put you in your bedroom for 14 days by yourself. Now, would you be okay with that? Story I time. really want to see some videos of parents telling kids this because I would just love to see some reactions too. Yeah, because it's like, hey, like if you have, like if you hang out with your friends, now all of your friends have to be in their bedrooms for at least fourteen days. Would you? Do you want to be the cause of that? Like, let's let's be an example to our friends, you know, <laughs> even if they're pressuring you, okay? And uh, I do want to share a resource that I have no affiliate affiliation to. It's a, it's something I highly highly recommend. Um, I recommend for people who are just trying to, like, if you really don't know how to tell a story, um, first of all, it starts with you. It starts with understanding your story. And if you don't know how to understand or write your story, I recommend looking into self-authoring, which is by Jordan P, or Jordan B, as in boy, Peterson. So Jordan Peterson has this very affordable, I think it's like 25 bucks, and you can actually gift it to someone else for the same price. Um, but it allows you to actually uh, do a lot of journaling and they ask, it prompts you with a lot of questions to answer and ultimately uncover um, your story, whether it's, it's your past story, like, like who you were before this present moment, your present story, and then your future story, like where do you see yourself moving forward? Um, and so that's a resource I highly recommend, self-authoring. I have, I, I'm not selling it. I just highly recommend it to anyone who don't, like you don't know where to get started. And that's by Jordan B. Peterson. So let me ask you this. If you write an essay, if you write a publication, or if you write a research paper, like whatever you're writing, it needs an intro, it needs like the development story, and then it needs a awesome ending or an awesome conclusion. Would you say when whenever you say your story kind of has to follow that pattern or is storytelling more like a roller coaster on you know uncontrolled? You know, that that's a great question. And I think I think it really depends on what type of story you're trying to tell. Like if you're trying to sell, if you're trying to like, if you think of TV shows and how they always have a cliffhanger at the end. So if you're just trying to tell a story just enough for people to like catch the climax, but it's like, oh wait, you got to check that out in the next episode. Like that's one way to write a story. If you're kind of leaves to, it on a high. Exactly. If you're trying to uh, teach a lesson, you know, like a, you, if you want, if you want, like you know, from beginning, middle, and end to teach one lesson like a movie you know you think mm -hmm. about a movie then yeah you you write that all at once right and then um yeah so I think like I think it just depends on what your objective is uh, I know for me when I do my podcasting uh, my objective with all the stories that I tell on the show is to get to uh, a life lesson so one of my one of my podcast shows called the Filipino American Woman Project because I'm Filipino and uh, I interview other people that look and sound like me and, uh, and one of the things we do is we have them tell their story to the point where it's like, okay, what is, what is your life lesson in all of this? Like, what got you to this point? Like, or what, what is this life lesson? And, and what's a story that led you to that life lesson? You know, so I think before you get into storytelling to understand like what your objective is. If you're, if you're trying to tell a point to your kids, like what I, like what I said with COVID-19, like, hey, you gotta stay home because otherwise we're gonna put you in your bedroom for 14 days. You know, if you're trying to do that, like there's, you know, there's, that's your objective is to tell your, is to convince your kid, persuade your kid to stay home. If you're looking to uh, do storytelling professionally, like mm -hmm. if you're looking to, if you are a professional 
and you're looking to sell a service or a product. Another resource I highly recommend, which I feel like it's common knowledge at this point, but I'm going to say it anyway, is to look into, um, what is it called? I'm trying to remember what was it called. Wait, hold up. The Toastmasters? It. It's a, oh man. Oh, here we go. Okay, so it's Story Brands by uh, Donald M Miller. So Story Brands, I don't make money for this either, but my husband and I use it all the time for our, uh, our personal branding for our new projects. Um, if you're trying to uh, sell your, the, the thing is most, most people when they sell a product or a service when you're new, you typically talk about the special features of it. Um, or you're often told like to talk about the history or about you, about you and like how your business started. But the truth is no one cares about you. No one cares about your story. What they care about is how you're going to help them. And so in, with Story Brand by Donald Miller, which is, which is free online, obviously there's courses you can pay for, but there's a, a, a free program you can use that helps you outline your story. Um, it teaches you to, make, to wrap the story around your customer and like how they, how they are the hero of their own story and we're simply the guide. Like we're simply, it's kind of like saying, hey, only you can brush your teeth but here's the brush to brush your teeth with, you know, <laughs> like, like that itself is it's like, you can't just say, Oh, here's a toothbrush that you can use. It has these features. But if you say like, like you have the power of having white teeth, you have the power of, you know, like not getting a root canal and the way, and, and we, as a guide, all we want to do is give you a resource to do that. And it's this toothbrush, like that tells a different story. Right. And so with brands, with story brand, I highly recommend for any professional to look into it. Um, but yeah, like I said, there's so many ways to tell stories, so many ways. It just depends on your objective. It, it depends if you're just trying to discover yourself. It depends if you're trying to sell something. It depends if you're trying to persuade your kids. It depends if you're trying to persuade your significant other, you know, to, I don't know, not go to the bar every night, explain why, like, let me tell you a story of why you shouldn't go to the bar every night, like fill in the blank. <laughs> That's a fun activity for everyone. Um, but yeah, there's, it really just depends on the objective and, and the tools. It's kind of like how they say, like when this, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Will appear. Like if, if you know what you want, if you know exactly what you want to do, the resources will come to you. But I hope that the resources I currently gave to you, um, will be of help as well. So what's your procedure? So you have two podcasts. Let's talk a little yes. bit about, cause you have your own podcast, but then you have the other one. Let's talk a I little do. bit about uh, the the interviewing one, the military podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So that podcast show is called Holding Down the Fort. And uh, it really- I was gonna on... say Holding Fort, uh, Holding Fort Down. That's why I was like, hold uh, on. Yeah, Holding Down the Fort. And uh, it, the reason, it, it, it's really dedicated to curating um, knowledge, resources, and relevant stories for active duty military spouses. So that essentially me means uh, military spouses who are who are actively like where their spouses is actively in service. Like they're not retired yet. Although we do accommodate those type of stories. Like once you transition out and you're getting adjusted to civilian life. Um, but the reason why I decided to put that show together, it was actually a decision from my business colleagues and my husband um, is that within our business, like I said, we focus on financial services for military families. Mm -hmm. uh, well, the majority of the people that I work with are veterans. Okay. And um, I'm the only one that I feel like I can say came from a military family. I'm actually a gold star daughter. And for anyone that is hearing that for the first time, it essentially means that I lost a family member while they were in active duty. And that was my father. I lost my father when I was 10 years old. 
And uh, it's, it's, it's a long, crazy story. And, and you're more than welcome to listen to um, my show on Holding Down the Floor. I do have an episode where I talk about my story. But till this day, 20 plus years later, we don't know what happened to my dad. And uh, it kind of leaves you, it leaves you with a lot of questions. It leaves you, it leaves you questioning a lot of things. But more importantly, um, I was inspired to one, contribute to my team by um, connecting with military families and two, to, to give back to military families in a way that I wish I had when mm -hmm. my family was just uprooted out of the military life. Like, I remember, I remember the day we were told, like, you got to go, like, you can't stay in Japan anymore. You can't be stationed here anymore. And I, I felt like my world was collapsing because I had, I thought I was going to lose all my friends because I, you know, I was going to lose my friends. I was going to lose my life. And um, every year after that, like, there was no, there was no, like, resource or community to help me grieve over the loss of my dad and be around, um, like, I didn't even know that I was a gold star daughter till literally a couple years ago. I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know that was an identity. I didn't know there were nonprofits for it. Um, and so I wanna actually give a quick shout out to, um, so the, 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 the nonprofit called Charlie Mike. So the website's Charlie Mike, like Mike is in Michael, dot life, I think is the website. And they actually provide- So cm.life or spelled out Charlie Mike? Yeah, Charlie Mike, so like two names, okay. period, life, yeah. I'll send it to you. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, I want to give a shout out to them because they are a nonprofit that provides free life coaching services to veterans and military families. And let me tell you, I know a lot of people think life coaching is corny, but the coach that I work with, shout out to Jason Matthews, um, really is really digging in with like really digging in there in terms of the trauma that I had experienced since I lost, like, since I lost my dad. So it's one thing to, in the military, you know, to let's say be in war and experience trauma. But for the fact that I lost my dad, um, I, I was um, identified or I was labeled as uh, experiencing secondary uh, post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD. Mm -hmm. PTSD. Yeah. And so, so anyway, um, just the fact that I know these resources now, um, you know, one, like I said, one, it helps our business uh, because I get to connect with people that we want to be our clients, but mm -hmm. two, it's, it's really a way to give back to the community and even find my own self-healing um, in this process. And it's a really cool opportunity to connect with active duty military spouses who are in the trenches today and understand what their needs are and what their worries are and what their concerns are. And uh, most of all, just being able to provide a platform for them to just share their story. Um, I've been, you, you don't know how many times I've had people say, thank you for creating a space for us. And it's just, you're welcome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I'm more than happy to do that, so. It feels really awesome to create a space for somebody to just raise their voice or say their opinion because it makes them, I feel like it makes the spotlight go from you to them. And it, like they're, they're up in the stage for a moment, which is awesome. And yeah. that's really awesome of you doing it. Thank um, you. So w I wanted to kind of go back to, um, I know you mentioned a lot of like the reasoning why you even started the podcast, but what was that episode like sharing for your dad's story, for example, how was that experience for you? Cause we can get attached to the stories a lot and it's not easy just to say something or to let it out sometimes. Ooh. Oh, I, I think that's an excellent question. And in case anyone's wondering, I'm looking on my 
computer right now. Um, if you are interested in listening to the episode, uh, you can visit holdingdownthefortpodcast.com. And it's episode four, titled Gold Star, Gold Star Daughter Jen Amos Returns to the Military Community 20 plus years later after losing her father. So crazy thing is that I actually redid this episode. So a little background on it is um, when I when I first did the episode, it was almost a year ago. Mm -hmm. I started, like I said, I started podcasting a year ago last summer. And um, it was it was actually it was actually a very interesting experience for me because I first had to just journal about it. I had to just like write it out and I had to I had a because here's the thing. And I and I and I think a lot of people can resonate with this. But I actually start uh, I actually struggled with the imposter syndrome um, right before I started the show because um, I consider myself a veteran spouse, which means I met my spouse after his service, mm -hmm. where I'm here trying to build relationships with active duty military spouses, you know, and I'm here thinking, oh, my gosh, will I fit in? Will they like me? Will they consider me credible? You know, and so I had to really um, craft my story where, you know, one, I'm, I'm, you know, reliving this experience of losing my dad, you know, two, and two, I'm trying to build a bridge, you know, between myself as a gold star daughter you know, two active duty military spouses. Um, and so it actually took me some time to really journal about it and really, uh, really understand like, like, is it right for me to tie this traumatic story to this podcast show and to my business? You know, it's a very, it's a very sensitive story, but it was very important to me because like I said, the majority of the people I work with are veterans yeah. and I wanted like, and, and of course they can speak to military spouses. Of course they can speak to military families, but the majority of the time, these veterans are the patriarch of the family. They are—they have been told to provide, you know, to go out there and be the hero and serve and protect. Um, but we really take for granted military spouses and the families, or the military spouses especially as the matriarch of the family, the ones that are really holding down the fort, the ones that give our service members a reason to come back home, you know, like that keep them going, right? And so it, like, it was, it was a long process, but um, even when I first recorded it, I ended up re-recording it. And then for this, for this episode, episode four, I re I recorded it all over again. Once I, um, had a, had a more refined message for the show. Um, overall, it was a very healing experience. Uh, it was just, it's just beautiful to just be able to, um, turn that pain into a gift for other people. Um, and even for myself to let that go and put it out there and hope that it resonates with people um, in a way that they want to connect with me or keep listening, you know, keep listening to the show. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a process. Trust me, it was a long process. That's if not, I showed, yeah. Yeah. If I showed you the document, like it's a it's a long document and it's crazy because when you when I read it, it's um, it's like pages, it's pages of content that I could easily read in like 20 minutes. It's like, wow. Like when you listen to that episode, you think, oh, 20 minutes, like that's, that's really short. But, but you know, the, the production or the work behind it and the inner work behind it um, took, took a lot. And uh, I'm very grateful for the experience. It even got me to learn more about my father's story actually, because for a long time, um, I didn't know exactly what happened to him. Um, and, and even this year, my sister, uh, who was only five when we lost my dad, um, started to want to learn more about her father. And so I was telling her that I'm so glad that I went through my own, you know, kind of inner work to do this project so that, so that I can be strong for her as she starts to uncover stories about our dad. Um, so that's a whole story for another time. We're actually interviewing family members about that. 
and and you know picking up the pieces and and collecting these stories for my sister to um, even just learn like who our dad was, you know how great of a father he was. So that's not easy though because like I can I cannot relate to that because I haven't experienced your story, but I know to tell you whenever you put such a personal story out there, it's not easy because sometimes you feel like, why am I exposing myself? What would be the, you know, the negative stuff that can come from it? And like, just literally putting your whole soul and such a personal thing, it's not as easy. So I want to thank you for putting yeah. it out there. I know often it's not easy. And this might sound silly because I get told this a lot, like stories about my life. I'd be like, you need to share this. You need to share this because it will help somebody else. And Absolutely. you have this hesitation back that you're like, um, but I don't know this much exposure, but shared guys. I've done this, some crazy story sharing to myself and you see only positive feedback from it. Plus you, yeah, I feel like you open the door to a whole different universe yourself too. Absolutely. I mean, I, I like to say this because people think, People think it's selfish to share their story. They think, oh, I'm being self-centered, I'm being full of it. But you're actually being selfless um, because you're, you're, first of all, like telling your story is like forgiving yourself. And, and it's like, it, it's because sometimes, sometimes not, a, not everyone has a beautiful story that they're proud of, you know? And, and a lot of us have a lot of like figurative, figurative skeletons in our closet. Um, but when we get to a place or we get to an environment where it feels safe to do it, and sometimes you have to have the courage to take that leap of faith to tell your story. Um, because many times you're going to, you know, the reason why you didn't share that story to begin with is because you were not in a safe environment. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very fortunate that at least in the last five or so years, um, I've, I've had the courage to share my story. And in time, as the years went on, I've been able to surround myself with people who are in support of my story. They're in support of whatever comes out of my mouth. <laughs> and uh, I love those people. They know who they are. Um, but yeah, I just want to say that, you know, it's, uh, I actually, um, how, how do I, how do I want to word this? Um, it's, it's extremely important to share your story because one, um, I mean, there's a lot of reasons, but one, it, it like when you share your story, you can you connect with other people who can relate and in validating their stories you actually validate your story and and when you do more more of that you start to realize like you know my embarrassing stuff doesn't matter like people because when people are listening to my story they're not necessarily listening to me they're like my story is a mirror so they're trying to lives. find themselves in a part of your story Exactly. And so that's what's happening is that when you realize it's real, it's literally not about you. Like when you realize like no one literally cares about you, like, and I say that in the most positive way. Yeah, no, it's so true. Yeah. Like you They're can trying help to find themselves somehow and relate yeah. somehow to your story. Exactly. Like you can help other people be okay with their story and realize, Hey, whatever skeletons you have in your closet, I bet you there are so many other people who have, the same skeletons, if not more, if not less. Yeah. But you're not alone in this. I mean, there are billions of people on this world. Like you're bound to run into a couple of people who like need to hear your story and will resonate with your story and their lives will change because you told your story. Your story could be a catalyst to someone, to someone else in changing their lives. And so understand that storytelling, especially from a personal standpoint, it's selfless. It's completely selfless. And it's, it's the greatest gift you can give to yourself and to other people. And I think it also has to do with a lot of learning how to be vulnerable. That's one thing that we suffer from. 
um, if you're vulnerable and if you open up more, I feel like you can, like me and you would never, for example, like, yeah, we met at the podcast. We had a, you know, mm-hmm. we had a five minute conversation because you have the most adorable puppy out there. Ah, thanks. So I was the puppy and I was like, yeah. I need to get close to the puppy too. <laughs> but I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry you couldn't pet him. He, he was okay. very it's okay (laughs) it's okay um but i feel like for example like the most open story that i've shared myself was the story of me meeting my ex-husband for coffee after years which when i put this on an episode i got some feedback it's like well romina you're actually doing this like wait you were married wait what happened (laughs) like a lot of yeah what a reaction of people didn't like because i don't just talk about it but Mm -hmm. i let it out because I like I had to go through a lot of emotion. I had to be human. I had to let my emotions out and I shared the whole story that you need to be confident enough and you need to move on. That's when you know you moved on into something new chapter in your life when you can have a coffee yeah. with an, a person if you're past and it doesn't matter if it's your ex. It can be a, a good friend that you lost, you know, relationships yeah. with because something happened. It can be your previous boss or you can be a manager that you hated their guts and finally you can sit down and tell him thank you for firing me or anything. <laughs> You know, anything like that, because everything happens for a reason. But I feel like if you open that vulnerability, it opens a whole new door for you. And that's what people struggle too, because it's not like they want to tell their stories. I feel like they don't want to open themselves that much. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. I think, I think it's, um, and I, trust me, I completely get it. Um, like a little background on my story is that at a young age, after I lost my dad, I had fallen into a series of toxic relationships within my family and outside of my family. And um, there was the one thing that I was most, I guess, ashamed about was when my cousin used to molest me every time I visited the Philippines. And I remember I told my mom about it. And the first thing she said was, why did you let him do that to you? It, yeah, I know. Yes, yes, please molest me, please. You know, thank you. Um, and that I am I am sorry about that. That's thank you. I appreciate it. I really appreciate it. And I'm in a good place where I could talk about it. Trust me. Um, I've, I've done a lot of inner work. And the thing is, I, I completely 100% understand when people don't want to share their story because you don't feel safe. Like you just don't feel like you're in a place where you could share your story because you actually feel like it'll put you in danger if you share it. So, hey, I completely get it. And I think that's why it's so important that Romina, like you're doing shows like this, because sometimes if people aren't ready to share their story, they can still find answers and healing by listening to other people's stories that they can relate to. Um, and so it takes, it takes people such as myself who've done the work, who've put themselves in a safe environment to share their story, to, um, to be able to share their story so that other people can see, hey, you can get out of it too. Like, it's not gonna be easy. You're gonna, you're gonna, take, you're gonna have to take a leap of faith. Like, you're, you might lose everything. Um, but I bet you that, you know, it's like, once you let go of all that, you can hold on to things that are actually so much more better and beneficial for you. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I completely get it. And if you're not ready to share your story yet, that's okay. That is 100% okay. Um, but if you feel like something is pulling you to share your story and you're thinking, oh, I'm going to sound funny when I say it, you know, I'm going to like, I, like no one wants to hear my story. But if something's pulling you, like I'm telling you, like that's your time to share your story. And uh, there's no better place to do that than with podcasting 
Um, and I want to add upon that, like podcasting with other people, because, hey, some people do like listening to a podcast show where it's just one person talking about themselves. Um, but let me tell you, it's, it's so much more fun when you get to do sh a show with other people, you know, just like how you have me on the show. I mean, if it was just the Romina show, yeah. I'm sure it'd be a it'd be different. Right. But it's like because I'm on here, it's like I get to hear a little bit about your story. So you're adding value in my life and I get to share my story and I get to add value in your life and I get to add value in your listeners' lives. Um, but hey, like I said, I get it. It's hard. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's shameful. Sometimes you're in an environment where it's, yeah, it's shameful to share your story. It's, it's more important to stay within the lines, you know, stay with, you know, stay, keep it safe, you know, keep your problems under the rug than it is to come, come out and share your story. So completely get it. And if you're stuck, but like, if you're in that situation and you don't know how, but you want to get out of it, oh my gosh, like reach out to Romina, reach out to me, you know, like we, we made it on the other side. <laughs> She's gone through divorce. I've gone through, you know, overcoming abuse and, and lots of things. Like there are people who've made it. And if you can't share your story yet, you know, connect with the ones who have, um, because that, I hope that will inspire you to share your story. There's no one like you. Okay, like you may think you're oh, a special edition. <laughs> yeah, you're thinking like, oh, someone else already shared that story. That story has been replayed over and over again. But what about what if someone in your life right now needs to hear that story? What if what if they will only understand that story if it came out of your mouth? You know, it's like, for example, like I'm not going to listen to what my mom says to me. Like, you know, when I'm in my rebellious stages and I was a teenager and she told me to like do certain things, I was like, I'm not going to I'm not going to stay home because you're telling me to. But if a good friend said, hey, I want you to stay home because I care about your safety. Like the fact that like same message, different person. And that's yeah. the important that's the importance of storytelling is you can say the same thing. But sometimes people hear it better through someone that looks like them, sounds like them, has gone through the same experience as them. And that that's why we have my podcast show, The Filipino American Woman Project, because our show, we don't we don't tell anything brand new. Yeah. We're just telling it from our perspective of American women that are of Filipino descent that live in America. You know, yeah, Filipino American women of Filipino descent, you know, and for some reason that has really resonated with other American women of Filipino descent more so than listening to celebrities or listening to, you know, pe more popular voices. Um, so your story matters. It's unique. It's needed. It's necessary. Um, please take advantage of the resources that I shared <laughs> or get a hold of me. Um, I would love to, I would love to connect with you and just remind you that you like your story matters. You matter. Your feelings matter. I'm, I'm always big on telling people that their feelings matter and they're, and that they, they, you know, they deserve important. visibility. No, that's very yeah. important. And like I shared on the, on stage at PodFest, whenever we got to like the keynote speakers at the end, it was us. Like we can get up and say something that we're grateful for. And like I said there, like I am very grateful for, um, you know, for people that just allowed me their time because I, through their story, through their experiences, I was allowed, like, I pretty much found a path for my own career. And that's important because I went ahead and got. Okay, this is a live show, you guys. We're having somebody just saying hello multiple times. Hi. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, hi. Hi. Who's <laughs> saying hi? Sorry, I'm like so focused on here. Hi. <laughs> um so like just 
when people share their story, when people share what happened in their life, it's very important because somebody can resonate with them and you can collect me, the yeah. stories of 50 people. Mm? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I hear you. I think you were saying okay. if you can collect the stories and then... Yeah, you can collect stories of 50 people and me? like kind of get... Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me, dear? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, I can hear you now. Can you hear me, dear? Okay, perfect. <laughs> no, I was saying you can you can get like pieces of stories of fifty different people and oh, like the beauty build your own story or try to pick up. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook Live is just being silly right now. I'm sorry, and build your Okay. All good. That's a, that's a thing about live. I'm prepared for this. Are we good? <laughs> that, one, that two, good. one, Can you hear two. me okay? Yeah, can you hear me okay? Yeah, we can play this game. <laughs> we can just play, can you hear oh, me, yeah. can you hear I'm me? I'm just gonna count, I'm just gonna count numbers and then you let me know if you can hear me. Um, let me see. Just let me know if you can hear me. I'm gonna say I my can ABCs. hear you. I can, oh, okay, can hear you. I was about to do the ABCs. <laughs> <laughs> okay it's okay sorry so your last thought i don't think i caught that something about collecting 50 stories oh no i was saying like if you collect like if you get little pieces from 50 different people and get like little pieces of their stories and trying to find like what you resonate with them then that will also give you like motivation towards building your own story and like going for something different because sometimes we hold each other back We're like so when i started the podcast i was like I'm in this anxiety, high stress moment. Nobody's been mm. in my place before. Like nice. I'm the person that I will drive through a tornado and I've done it before, which is crazy. <laughs> Don't do it. But I'm the person I that like you. I will <laughs> that I've done crazy things and like I start losing my temper. Like it would rain and I'll start losing it. Or like the smallest thing and I start, you know, being mad at people because yeah. I was so stressed. I was like, nobody's been in my position before. But then you find out other people's stories and you ask questions and then you're like oh so you've been through this so i feel understood now i can do better so it's important to not only hear your story but sh ask people for their stories too because it'll help you get better yeah. yeah absolutely i think um i think the best the best way uh how do i describe this um there's a term for it it's called active listening i believe and it's like if you can listen to someone's story and you can paraphrase what they said back and share like what you learned from it, then it really validates the other person. It makes them think, oh, she was paying attention to the story. Um, and, and you can make sure that you interpreted it correctly or in a way that made the most sense to you. Um, but you know, you can't storytell without telling it to someone, hence storytelling. And, um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else I was going to say about that, but no, that's very important. <laughs> that's very important because whenever it comes to what I love, negotiation and sales and all that genre, listening, storytelling, it's very important because you're building impulse, especially listening part of it. And one of the my favorite books out there is 28 Laws of Listening by Dan Oplinger. Um, it's a really great book. Writing and it down. <laughs> It's a really, really good book. And he's been on the show twice so far, too. So mm -hmm. it's one of those books. He's a hostage negotiator. And it's one of those books. It's like, okay, how you can practice active listening to make somebody tell their story 
in deeper question and ask questions in a way that they they get the spotlight mm -hmm. so it's really interesting book I highly recommend it <laughs> cool I feel like we shared a lot of amazing resources today <laughs> i know i know and i hope somebody's definitely like if you have so what, I, what our mission and our goal for today with jen was if you have a story to share if you want the world to to have your story and not necessarily be like look at me what i went through or look at me do this like if you think your story is really or even if you don't think so just put it out there because you never know who's going to come across it like people don't think their story is valuable sometimes and you have people be like oh my god i can resonate with her a lot like right let's grab a virtual coffee like it will happen you guys <laughs> yeah and that that's a thing too um i remember at podfest i wrapped up our I, I wrapped up my workshop saying something i said um even if you don't like you don't know if you have a story and you don't think you have a voice or you don't know how to use your voice well, the only way to find your voice is to use it. So I really recommend, um, you know, testing out just, just, just talking more, you know, you can, there's so many ways, like you can use dictation on your phone to just talk or use a recorder and just, just do it. Because if you, if you listen to like my initial interviews from way back when, and I'm not just talking podcasting, I did Facebook live a couple years ago, like my, like I'm different then than I am now like I'm, this is a whole different story and and you know the best part of it is is that like no one no one cares of no one cares about my journey from till this point and that's what people need to realize is that like no one cares and I don't say that in like a mean way but it's like no one cares so why not try it anyway like why not yeah. put yourself out there and especially if you especially if you feel like you have this calling to share your story and you don't know how to get started there's a really good book uh, by Chris Kremitzos, uh, one of the founders of PodFest called Start Ugly. And he tells you to start ugly. Like don't overthink Just get started it. at least, yeah. yeah. Don't get all your ducks in a row because the truth is we don't have the time to do it. We don't have the time to be perfect. I mean, yeah, given COVID-19, we have time. But even so, like even so, like life is like time is precious and, um, it's like, why not? Why not get started? Like, what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to sound awful. Uh, delete it and re-record it. <laughs> like I said, with telling my story about having lost my dad, yeah. I had to rewrite. I had to journal it. I had to write it. I had to redraft it. Um, I recorded it. I recorded it again. And I literally recorded it again. And hey, like, whatever you need to do to finally feel like you have a story you can tell, I'd like to believe that I was pretty articulate in my interview today, but it's only because I've repeated myself um, many times in this last year. I've told the same story mm -hmm. and I've just learned how to refine it and how to tell it better and how to tell it more concise. And the only way you do that is if you get started. Um, there's so many ways to do it, like I said. And if you need more resources, you know, you can hit me up, um, but you just, you just gotta have the desire to wanna do it. Um, and if not, like we said earlier, if you just feel better listening to other people's stories, then that's why you have resources like this, uh, Romina's uh, podcast show, or even my podcast shows to, to just listen vicariously or live vicariously through other people's stories and lessons. And hopefully you will find, you will find your voice in, in, in other people's stories. That is very true. And thank you for sharing that because that's important. Not only if you want to 
have you have a story the story to share but even if you're a manager if you're a leader whatever position you are you're going to share a story at one point you want to uh if you public speaking like a lot of people just want to be a public speaker or coaches nowadays you know like mm -hmm. it's very very important so just go back to the basics and make sure that you know how to you know start from abc's first yeah yeah and just i think one more thing i want to add is um understanding that storytelling it's um it's a type of service like you're you're serving people i get it. you yeah, can hear me. my little monster <gasps> yeah I, I just fine i had a, i had an interview i did one time on facebook live and my friend had her dog and was dog sitting another dog and they were like barking the entire interview like no big deal for me i don't oh, care God. um <laughs> but yeah i think like just looking at storytelling as a way to oh to someone okay here's about here's another quote one more quote i have a lot of quotes um if you're nervous just focus on being of service and what i say what what that means is that if you like if you start making it about you you're not serving right you're just so focused on how people perceive you how people will look at you and it's like like it's not even about you we talked about this already like you are everyone is a mirror to everyone else and so if you just focus on being that mirror for other people um then it'll be so much easier but you can do it i believe in you <laughs> awesome jen thank you so much this is awesome i hope everybody got to learn something new and i know this will this is currently on live stream you guys but also it's going to be converted on the podcast rm podcast fl um, so if you want to just listen just to the mp3 of it, feel more than free to do so. But Jen, where can they get a hold of you? Because I'm oh, yeah. sure they want to listen to some of your storytelling episodes. Oh, man. Well, I first of all, I'm really active on Instagram. So you can mm -hmm. find me at the Jen Amos. That's the Jen, J-E-N-A-M-O-S. Um, you can find me on there. You can uh, check out my website, actually. I haven't updated it in a while, but it has all my contact info. Jen Amos creates with a S at the end, jenemoscreates.com. And uh, I'm gonna say those are the two things, the two ways you can get a hold of me. Um, I do have a Google voice number that you're welcome to text me at if you so please. It's 619-621-8766. So that's 619-621-8766. If you're just kind of that person that wants to get a hold of me right away, that's my Google voice number. It is my Google voice number, so I will screen you um, out of my own protection and safety. So, you know, it's nothing personal. <laughs> No, but that's how you can get a hold of me as well. <laughs> you know, that's interesting because I have a Google Voice number too, but I have no idea on top of my head what it is. Like, if you were to oh. ask me, I have no idea. Like, girl, that used to be like my, I used to give that number when I was dating, like my online dating days. Oh man, I was like, here's my number. I should start using that number when I, like all the, all the conversation, all the business calls and everything, I'm giving my own personal phone number. So I, maybe I should Google start using my girl. Google number. Google Voice. It's the way yeah. to go. I I'm just use it for my lovely international calls because it's cheaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that too. If you're a foreign, you definitely know what Google Voice number is. <laughs> yeah, no, for Make sure. international calls. Awesome. Yeah. And then my last question, well, two more questions. What's a new yes. and exciting project that you're working towards currently? Oh, I'm very glad you asked that question because I am coming out with a talk show, uh, another podcast show. I've been, I've been working on it for a while. I've been talking to business mentors about it. Uh, but it's going to be called, uh, you can actually, uh, the website's not ready yet, but it's, uh, if you want to look into it, it's called the, it's called genericpodcast.com. Generic is not spelled with a G, it's spelled with a J, as in 
Jen like my name. So generic ah. uh, podcast.com. And it's going to be a podcast show where you get to eavesdrop on people's conversations and you get to think to yourself, man, I needed to hear this. So that's, it's going to be that kind of show uh, is a lot of what we're talking about. Like if you're not ready to share your story, if you're not, if you don't, if you don't know what the answers you're looking for yet, you can't identify it. Like what better way than to eavesdrop on people's conversations. And that's what that show is going to be a lot about. So genericpodcast.com, generic with a J. Um, I'm literally making the website as we speak. So please don't go on there right now. And like, like, I mean, you can get a good laugh if you're interested in that, but that's coming out soon. You're going to actually see more of it on Facebook. I've had a dead Facebook account for some time now and I'm planning on reviving it. And that's the way I'm going to do it is with this podcast, but it's a great opportunity for me to have conversations with um, people like my associations, like fellow solopreneurs, fellow professionals, uh, people who just have this desire to, um, people who have this desire to do more than just the nine to five, which the nine to five is very important. Um, I, I am the product of a nine to five job, my mom and the sacrifices she made. Um, but this show, uh, uh, you know, this show is, is in celebration of that. And for the people who have the side hustles, who have the passion projects or who've actually had to take, like took the leap of faith. Um, so it's going to be interviewing those type of people. Cause I, I just happen to have those kind of friends that I'm really fortunate to have, um, surrounded myself with in the last handful of years. That's awesome. Yeah. I feel like a nine to five, that's like a standard. And then, yeah. yeah, that's like if you do just a nine to five and the rest of the time, like you have to, you have to juice that every minute of your day. And like whenever, yeah. and when you don't have anything to do, I always feel like, did I forget something? Like what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, so a little background on me, I've been self-employed. I've been unemployed really <laughs> for the last decade. So I'm, yeah. I'm 32 now. And I, I just, um, I came to a place in my early twenties where I got fired from four jobs consecutively. Um, and my best friend, my friends told me, Jen, I don't, I don't think you're meant for a job. And so 10 plus years later, um, still, still unemployed, but still living a very fulfilling, very satisfying life. And it's because I, I give myself permission to dream. I give myself permission to take chances on myself. I give myself permission to share my story. Um, and, yeah, it's it's been fun. So, awesome. <laughs> to say the least. And then yeah. my my very last question, as we all know here on the RM Podcast, I know what the last question is. What is your personal definition of success? Oh, I I remember you asked me this at Podfest, and I loved I loved this question. Um, so my definition of success is mastering, or is is actually being happy in the present. Like if you can, if you could be happy in the present, if you could be grateful in the present, if you can live in the present, to me, that's a sign of success because a lot of us always think that I, I had come to believe, I don't want to speak on behalf of everyone, yeah. but I had come to believe that success was a destination when I realized it's a journey. And it's like, if you're not appreciative of what you have today, like, you know, a lot of people feel cooped up at home right now because of, of COVID-19. A lot of people feel like, oh my gosh, I can't. I can't see my friends. I can't see my family. I'm isolated. And, um, and the thing is, though, it's like, hey, you're not stuck at home. You're safe at home, you know? And, um, and if you realize that, if you realize, like, oh, you have a roof over your head. Like, I just found out, like, in San Diego that the San Diego Convention Center is opened up for all the homeless people to live in. I mean, thank God that they have that kind of resource. But you have to think that, like, 
thank God I'm not in that situation. Yeah. You know, thank God I have a roof over my head. Thank God that the grocery stores are still open. You know, thank, you know, thank God, thank God, thank God. Or thank whatever higher being that you believe in. Um, but I think if people realize that all that really matters is this moment, when people talk about the future, the future is today. And if you can realize that and you can exist in the space, I know it's very uncomfortable for a lot of people. It was for me. A lot of my life, I was living in the past. I kept thinking, oh, here I am, this, you know, fatherless child with abandonment issues. I can't hold down a, a relationship and thinks everyone's going to leave me if I don't leave them first. You know, and when I got to a place where I realized like, oh my gosh, that, that story is not serving me. Like the story that's serving me is the one that I'm writing right now. You know, um, I think that's, that is a sign of success is if you realize that the present, what you have in front of you is really all that you have. And yeah, it's fun to think about the future. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's, it's nice to have your North Star. Um, but the only way to, to get to that North Star is with, with whatever you're doing right now. You know, the future is today. It's right now in this very moment. So that's my definition of success is living in the present and loving it. Thank you for sharing that. And I can't, it's funny that you say like being present because for some people they're like, go, go, go all the time. Yeah. You know, those moments sometimes that you maybe, it might be just after a couple, you know, a glass of wine, or it might just be like after a long heart to heart conversation with somebody or just yeah. sitting in the nature and just be like, I feel so peaceful right now. And so present, like yeah. if you strive to have that peacefulness all the time, even with a hundred things going on in your life, that's success too. Like, yeah. And I also want, I also want to add, Absolutely. And I also want to add like, hey, because I'm someone who was diagnosed with mild depression. If you're sad or if you're if you're in a funk, like in this very moment, like it's OK to sit in that. Like it's absolutely OK. Like that's part of living in the present as well is feeling your feelings. And I think a lot of people don't know how to feel their feelings. Like I was just talking to a girlfriend who is realizing that this this COVID-19 pandemic is has has forced her to slow down and she's beginning to see like oh my gosh like i only see my i only think like i only feel purposeful when i'm useful when i'm doing something and she's realizing that she is just as wonderful just as beautiful just as amazing if she's doing nothing if she's watching netflix if she's just playing animal crossing and if you're watching this you know who i'm talking about <laughs> and um and, and that's completely okay. Like, and that's the beauty of, that's what I think is the power of the presence is like really feeling where you're at in that moment and seeking out help when you need it. Cause some people think, oh, I'm not gonna deal with my, you know, issues or my addiction until I get there, until I yeah. get to the certain destination, you know, until I do this, until I do that. Um, it's like, it's like, no, like you're gonna get there right now if you seek out the right help. You know, there's there's help. There's help today. There's free help today, especially today with the pandemic. There's so many people offering free resources right now to help out everyone. Yeah, um, it's OK to live in the present. Sometimes it's painful. Sometimes it's shady. Sometimes it's the best time of your life. It's completely OK. Whatever you're experiencing, it's it's a beautiful thing to live in the present. There's no there's no better time to live than today in this very moment. And uh, I just want to thank you. Thank you, Romina for um being present with me in this conversation and, and allowing you know, just sharing the space together because it's it's a it's a beautiful experience that we can't repeat ever again you know 
So and, that, thank and you. that's why, yeah, absolutely. And that's why I feel like it's important to have conversations sometimes, even that being on live stream or not live stream, just reaching out to people and just being present because you were talking about your friend, but I was the one that I was actually complaining at first because I felt like the house was like taking my oxygen away because I'm always like on the go. So yeah. I, I've slept so much in the last couple of days and I've been yes, so lazy girl. but productive at the same time. But I feel like yeah. um, I was being useless just being at home for a while. So it kind yeah. of got to me and I was like, okay, I need to do something about this. But it is very true, though. It's uh, sometimes you need like moments like this to kind of appreciate of like your energy and slow down. And it's OK, like to color yeah. sometimes like my parents were making fun of me yesterday and I'm coloring and I'm like, leave me alone because <laughs> I want to be present and I want to enjoy this moment. Yeah. So it's a, you do you do you like at the end of the day, enjoy those emotions, feel the feelings, because if you just compound them and don't let it out or don't be a child, like don't let the child yeah. hear you kind of in like get in the moment you will just explode one day and that's not good absolutely it's gonna come out anyway y'all yeah. so you might as well let it come out as you feel it because it will come out and a lower level <laughs> let yeah. it on the lower <laughs> level don't wait till it goes to tier 10 yeah exactly so um anyway success awesome <laughs> well thank you so much uh jen for being a part of rm podcast fl you guys um i know we have the live stream but if you're listening to this as a podcast go ahead and look at the details so you will be directed to jen's um information and make sure to listen to her podcast as well and thanks so much for tuning in and tuning back tomorrow we have another live stream at 6 p.m so have a good one guys bye thanks so much romina for your time and thank you to our listeners bye